You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. From baseball's top personalities. The Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players. Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We used to come out here to lunch and run with our shirts off. (laughs) (laughs) You would say. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. You are listening to A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend, and today we have Ron Washington, former A's coach, now with the Atlanta Braves, Ryan Stanek, the opener. He's one of our all-time favorites, now a World Series champion, and he's a reliever with the Houston Astros. And then Najee Harris, the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's right. Guy's gone for a grand a couple of different years out of Antioch High School, had a great career at the University of Alabama, stopped by the Treehouse, but we're going to start with an all-time A's favorite, the great Ron Washington. Well, when you think all-time great Oakland athletics coaches, you think this guy right here. It is so great to have you back here in Oakland. It's great to be back. And it's great to always have you on this show. You know how much you mean to our fan base. Well, I tell you what, they mean the same to me. And you mean so much. The rumor's out that you're going to be a part of fantasy camp coming up. Yes, I am, and I'm looking forward to it. I think you showing up the fantasy camp for A's fans, being, the chance for A's fans to be coached by you is, is it would be a thrill and an honor. Well, it's going to be a thrill and an honor for me, and um, I'm just looking forward to the fun because that's what we're going to have, fun. Oh, it's going to be. I mean, you think Dave Stewart, <laughs> Dallas Braden, Shooty Babbitt. You can't beat that. Can't beat that. And don't forget Ron Washington. <laughs> <laughs> when you come back here and you step on the field, what were the feelings? Well, the feelings are 17 years. Um, you know, all I hear is complaints about the stadium, but people don't know unless they've been here. This is a beautiful place to play. Um, yeah, I mean, you would like a, a better stadium, but you can't ask for a better field. The work environment's incredible. It's incredible. And the people that take care of it are incredible and been incredible for a long time. So um, I enjoy it when I come back. I really do. I enjoy seeing the fans. And, um, you know, they make a lot of noise. And I want them to understand they got a young group. And um, that young group is going to grow to be something special one day. You know, we've been talking about the young group, and I've been talking about growing together. And people ask about coaching. I said, you know what, no matter what age group we're talking about, Coaches make players better. They make them better on the field, and they make them better off the field. Just how important is coaching for young players when they're coming up to learn how to be professionals at this level? Well, it's more than being a professional. It's learning the game and respecting the game and knowing who blazed the trail before you got here. That's another thing, knowing who gave themselves as bait <laughs> to, to, for you to be here and yeah. have this opportunity. Um, you got baseball at the top, B-A-S-E-B-A-L-L, and there's so much underneath that has to be gotten to understand this game. And um, I think when you talk about coaches, they're the perfect example of what it takes 
to grow people and turn them into men, turn them into uh, fathers, you know, that type of stuff. Um, they got it all. Um, it's, it's at their hands, especially when you got a young group. When you got a young group, you're able to sit there and mold. You're able to explain how the game is supposed to be played, how you go about playing it, how you deal with adversity, because there is a lot of adversity in this game. And majority of the times, those coaches have been where you're trying to go. No doubt about it. And yeah. so much as it's the work of the pupil. Uh, already today, folks, I can tell you, as we're getting ready up in our box, we're looking down, and Wash is down here working with his infielders. This is this is right. What we came on today at four o'clock. You're working with these guys at three o'clock. So game's not till six forty. Wash has them out here working on the drills. You got your different infield gloves that you yeah. work with these guys with. Just talk about it, it, to be great, to be good, to to be successful, and have a career at this level. The amount of work you've got to put in every single day you have to have tremendous work ethic and you have to wake up in the morning for the seven eight or nine months that you're going to be playing this game because everyone has a vision that when they start in spring training they want to be in the world series so that means you're going to be playing for seven to eight months and you got to have that vision and you got to work toward that vision and that means you got to find a way to get it done every single day and sometimes when you're not feeling very good you can find out a lot about yourself if you can make it through that day and be successful. So, you know, those are the type of things, and that's work ethic. You definitely have to have work ethic. And I remember my first year when I came here to Atlanta, um, we was out in the heat working, and one of the, 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 the former coaches came up to me and said, Wash, don't you think you're working these guys too hard? <laughs> I said, well, let me tell you something. What I do, yeah. once you get it, it's four minutes. They hit every single day in the cage. I found a way to make them work every single day on defense. Yeah, because you know what? As, as Ray Fossey always told us, out here, Oakland, pitching and defense, that's what wins the championships. It's win. pitching and defense. But defense, like, it, it, you have to make the little things a habit every day. It has to be something that I don't need to ask you. You just know that every day we're working on this because it's a habit. It's every single day. Well, you just said a word, the little things. In the game of baseball, it's about the little things. To call those little things details. You handle every detail. And if you handle every detail, success is right around the corner. It's about the details. It is the little things. The big picture is always there. But when things start to fade in that big picture, you've got to be able to see them right away. And if you're not taking care of details, you never see the things that start slumps. You never see the things that might start a pitcher from not being able to find the strike zone anymore. You never know what might cause an infield all of a sudden his rhythm is off. You might not know what causes a, a hitter to not make solid contact. It's the details. And when they go a little bit, that's when you jump on them. You don't let them fall down and try to build it back up. You catch them as they fade. Yeah. That's work ethic. That's work ethic. That's work ethic. Because when you got work ethic, you don't miss anything. I talk about every day on the show, little good things lead to big good things. Little bad things lead to really bad, bad things. things. I know you got to go. Let's end on this. You already got a World Series ring with this team. Your group is so young, so talented. You think? What do you see in this Atlanta Braves team? Well, I see big possibilities. But the thing is, we got to take care of business. And, um, you know, we're we having a rough May, but – even though we're having a rough May, we everybody else is having a rough May, too. So hopefully June is better. But that group over there, they never take one day into the next. 
And I've been there seven years, and for seven years, that's what I've seen. They never take a bad day into the next day. They always come fresh because I always let them know, if you happy with what you did yesterday, you eat the thing today. That is a great skill, by the way, to be able to let the past, especially the recent past, like yesterday's game, yeah. to let that go and only focus on today because a lot of people can't do that. That's where work ethic come in. We show up at the ballpark and we go about our business, getting ready, getting ready. We learn from yesterday what we should do today to try to prevent that from happening. But on any given day, any team can get beat. And it's not the best team that wins. It's always the team that played the best on that day. So we got to come back here today and play better than Oakland. If we don't, we're going to get beat again. Well, it is an always an honor to have you on the show, whether it's just by phone sometimes, like during the playoffs, because you do mean so much to so many people around here. I mean, whether it's just people who have been in security have known you for so many yeah. years, people working in the stadium, the fans, A's employees, not many people – have a relationship with an organization and community like you do. And that's something really special, and that's why it's an honor to always have you on. Well, I just want to say before I leave, when I left here and went to Texas, exactly what you said, I brought to Texas. <laughs> and everybody, yeah. everybody that's a part of the, the Oakland A's, no matter what capacity they're in, they family. And the same thing happened when I went to Texas. But I brought that from here, you know. Um, the, the, the camaraderie, the love uh, that, that I got here. Um, I remember when I got the job in Texas, Eric Chavez, when he hugged me, when I got the job, he said, don't change. And I went there, and guess what? They tried to change me, but it didn't work. <laughs> and that's what you have to do. You got to be who you are, and that's who I am all the time. And that's who these fans has always been to me. They've never, ever judged me. And that's why you go to fantasy camp because you'll get more than just like five minutes of this. You'll get him. He can coach you. You can hang with him after fantasy yeah. camp. We're, we're going to be there. Uh, they're trying to talk me into playing. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. We can get my old body going again. But it is always, uh, it's, it's always great to have you on. Can't wait to see you at fantasy well, camp. I'm looking but we're going to talk to you again later this yeah, year no during doubt. the season. No doubt. But good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thanks for coming over. You bet. Thanks for having me. He's an all-time legend right here in Oakland. Well, it's great to see you. Welcome back to the program. How is everything? Everything's good, man. Life is good. You know, we always like to talk about people that we have followed their careers. And you think about when you first started coming on our program, it was back in the days when you were with the Rays. And now to sit here and to say, World Series champion, <laughs> how does that feel? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's, it's something that, obviously, as a kid, you, you dream of. And, like, that's, like, obviously why we play and, like, like – like the the final goal like at the end of the season so it's 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 pretty cool to, to have that feeling and like really feel like you accomplished something well and to think about you know you knew you're on good teams with the rays but when you got to this point and to the astros you knew i really got a shot mm -hmm. yeah for sure and when that that was a big reason why i chose to come here was because like i knew the team was good there's a lot of like a lot of good players and they they've, they've had a history of helping guys improve and like that's that's so important especially like for me is sitting there going I, I want to go someplace where they they take pride in making you better and, and, and having the tools to to help you along the way and that's that's something they that I've I've really enjoyed about being here and, and obviously getting to meet a bunch of really good good dudes and and good players like that doesn't hurt but like there's an organization they've 
they've done a really good job of like helping everybody become like a better version of themselves. That is unbelievable because you think about you guys are here at the highest level and you think that everybody has the best coaching, but you realize some teams with their data and with their coaching, they're just better than others. And we started hearing about how Garrett Cole got better here. Justin Verlander got here. Now you come here and you're, you're talking about that. So what was it with you? Because you were already fantastic with the Rays. What was it when you got here that they said, let's do this and you got better doing it? I feel like it's not it's not complete overhauls. It's it's little little adjustments on like what you already do good and 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 improving what you do well. So I think that I think that's such a such a like fine line that that some like some organizations do really really good is is like all right, this is what I know you're like I know you're good at. And like how can we make that just a mar- like marginally better and that makes such a big difference because if you're if you're improving things that you already do well, but like those are the things you do most often. If you do the things you do most often better, like it's going to be better. Like it's, it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. It's not, it's not always working on, on the major weaknesses because most of the time it's like, if, if you're playing and you're like, well, if I'm going to get beat, I'm not going to get beat on my weakness. I'm going to go out there and get beat on what I do best. So you want to make your weaknesses better, but also like, as long as your strengths are also getting better at the same time, like, you become just a more well-rounded player. I think that I think that's such a such a good trait that this organization has done. It's like they've done a really good job of identifying like the things that they think will be successful in in the clubhouse and on the team for what for what the team needs, and then being able to go, hey, we really like this. You should do more of this. We don't like this. That's not going to play with what you do as well. So hey, maybe do less of this and more of this, and you kind of. Uh, Kind of hit a, a steady upward swing. Well, I think what's interesting too with a reliever, it's not like you're working on four or five pitches, mm-hmm. right? You have what you do. It's making the not say the little things, but the few pitches you have, making them better. Versus if I'm dealing with a starter, there's a whole arsenal that you're worried about, mm-hmm. and how many innings you're going to go through, and how you attack lineups through a different time. You're coming in to blow everybody away. Yeah, I let think- the hair flow and let it fly, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that is a lot of it is, um, they they like kind of hone in on those things, and it's such it's it's actually like relaxing knowing that like the like the excess thought kind of gets taken out of it. You're going okay, well, I don't have to overanalyze this, this, and this. Like these are like you get a handful of cues that you're like, all right, that's that's what I need to focus on. As long as I'm doing those things the results should follow. And like, obviously not everything always goes according to plan because it's baseball and baseball happens. But yeah, you get into those things where it's like, okay, well, I want to make my slider a little bit better. So how do we do that? Do we want the shape to be a little bit bigger? Do we want it to be more down, more horizontal? Mm. Do we need it to be the same shape, but throw it a little harder? Um, We need to figure out how to keep the ball on the plate a little bit more or work to a specific zone or what, what, whatever whatever the case may be, you, you can kind of hone in on that focus a little bit because they they have all the numbers that that they value and they're they're very good about like relaying those to you to like get the most out of you. Yeah, pitch shaping and developing pitches now is fascinating compared to mm-hmm. just going down there with a pitching coach and doing it off field. Uh, Dusty Baker, I've been fortunate. I've known Dusty Baker since he was the manager of the San Francisco Giants going way back. And we've always known Dusty. He's from Sacramento. 
Yeah, you know, I've lived so many years here in the Bay Area as one of the coolest guys. Just at the end of his career, winning a championship for him, really kind of pushing him as he's going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Just what has it been like playing for him? It's been great because it's like, I mean, he's one of the guys where you, you, you never hear a bad word about him. And, and like one of the all-time like cool guys in the, in the game. Like yeah. he's, he's just seen so much and done so much that it's, it's hard not to appreciate the legacy that he's had in the game. Yeah, well, anybody that has sweatbands with his own picture on it, you know, you know, Dusty's going good. Yeah. Um, repeating, we haven't had a repeat champion since the Yankees. You got to go way back when, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it was a long time ago. Uh, you, God, how old were you back in those days? Oh, uh, the Yankees. What they they repeated? That was ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. I thought it was ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, at that time, I was. Nine. Yeah, I was born you were a little 91. kid. Yeah, I was a kid. You didn't kid. get to Arkansas till what, like 2011 or something like yeah. that? Yeah, 11, 12, and 13. That was my first, like those were my college years. So it's like, yeah, it's a long time ago. It, it, but you guys have that chance. What do you think yeah. that would mean to go back to back? You got the team to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like we we do have a good team, and it's. I mean, going back to back is is so hard. Like it's 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 so hard to win. Like we we've, we've talked about it. Like obviously as the year has gone on, but you you. you think about it it's hard it's hard to win one big league game and then you're sitting there going all right well to get to the playoffs you got to win 90 well, used to be like 95 and at this point with the the extra teams is 92 93 94 games yeah. like that's a lot of games to win and then you have to play really good in the playoffs too so i think it's a really tall task but i think we have a team that's very capable of doing it we've had some we have so many guys that have have been through it and and know what it takes, especially coming down to crunch time towards the end of the year. You know, you know where you need to be at and what level you need to be playing at to to win playoff baseball games. And I think if any team has a chance to do it, I think we have as good a chance as anybody. We got two Razorbacks. I know that uh, Jackson is on the IL mm -hmm. right now. I was looking at the timeline. He would have been obviously younger than you. Were you ever on the same team together? Yeah, his uh, I think his first year. We were. Really? Yeah, I think he was like a. You probably got him as a, a yeah, freshman. I think he was a he was a freshman my junior year. Yeah, yeah. Anything you remember about him? Just remember he's a good kid. I mean, we talk we talk every time yeah. that we're here. I mean, he's he's just a good dude, and and I like I always follow all the Razorbacks in, in the big leagues because honestly, most of us were were pretty close in age that are that are in the league right now. So. It's it's pretty cool to see all the guys that that have that have gotten here from from where we started. And SEC football, my God! Oh, now boy. Texas and Oklahoma are coming. In. It's yeah, it's like, wow. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. It's uh, SEC football is a joke. It's it's, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Well, let's end on this. You know, we used to always talk about you being the opener, and we were so curious to see like the arbitration process, then free agent. But now we don't even do that anymore. We just call you World Series champion. <laughs> How's that? A little bit better than the opener. Yeah, You're the little, World Series champion. Yeah, a little bit. I like that better. Hey, congratulations. Right, We've loved you. following your career. You know, appreciate we've been it. a big fan for yeah, a long time. Raise the Astros, and uh, good luck with everything. And we'll talk later in the season. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Najee Harris is joining us here as we're getting you ready for. And he's decked out in his all A's gear. I try to, man. I, I love it. How I are you? I'm good, man. How are you guys? I, I'm wonderful. We were just joking around going, you know, when you were with Nick Saban in Alabama, did you guys talk about, 
you know, the biggest thing in your career could be doing bingo in the treehouse before an A's game. Mm-mm, not that, a thing. He that, did tell me I was good at selling stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you're throwing out the first pitch. Yes, sir. Got to yeah. be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm trying to hit a, a record. I'm trying to get, like, 90. If you guys – are they going to, like – Measure or not measure, but like see how fast the radar gun. It. Yeah, they're gonna do that. Are you gonna go to the top of the mound? I always go to the top of the mound. I think we can. Can we? Yeah, everybody. It? Yeah, everybody always do that. I go to the top of the mound. I want to experience. Because you're all a grown of man, you, you gotta go me? to the yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't a little kid. You know what I mean? I'm trying to go to the top of the mound, do my little Dougie. You I, feel me? I'm telling you, when I did it, I got up there and I told him I'm throwing it as hard as I can, and I brought it. Did you? Did it hit? Did it oh, hit I ground? Threw a strike. Or, yeah. Oh, former pitcher, my friend. You got. You got to throw like this, right? You got to use the. Somebody you got to get a four seam grip to throw the straight fastball. Yeah, four seam. Light grip. Gri- remember, light grip. You light don't want to choke it because choke it goes at light grip. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Don't think about it. Just let it go. All right. Problem is, people think about it and that's when they throw it into the ground. Mm. No, I don't think about it. I just let that stuff go. Like Nike say, I just do it. Do just you know do me? it. Let it rock. Just do it. So, lifelong A's fan, right? In a way, lifelong Bay Area fan. That's the right word. So you like all the teams. I like every team that represents the Bay Area. That's very smart exactly. of you. That's very <laughs> smart of you. Exactly. Well, obviously successful coming out. Two years going over 1,000 for the Steelers. How's life in Pittsburgh? Because obviously that's truly one of the great franchises in pro football. It's one of the – I hands down think so. It's also one of the greatest. But, you know, me being from the Bay Area, obviously, I, like I said, I'm a Bay Area fan. So I watch yeah. the Raiders, um, the Niners, but I also watch the Steelers too. So – you know, me to have the opportunity to be able to play for the Steelers and obviously go in there and experience, you know, the great guys they got there, you know, from Mr. Rooney, Coach T, um, and even Omar, who's our new GM, but who drafted me was Kevin Colbert and all of them, you know, just to meet all those people and see how great they are and how, how well they run the organizations. And, you know, we obviously got um, free agents we pick up, and they tell them tell me how, like, better this is as an organization compared to other teams. So, you know, just being a part of this is, is an honor, um, you know, so – out there, it's, it's always, uh, you know, they, they welcome you open arms, and that's something I really appreciate. Well, I think about the legacy, right? You're going to a franchise that has Super Bowls from different eras, Hall yeah. of Famers from different eras. You're a part of that group. You represent that group. And we could talk about that like you're at the Coliseum, the championships, and the players. What's that like when you join a culture like that of greatness? Yeah, man. So, you know, just me being a – even come from Alabama, you know, that's yeah. the same thing there almost. You, you know I mean? We uh, – we win natties there. Uh, we, you know, we're one of the best teams. But, you know, and to be a part of that, um, just kind of that, uh, that that organization, the same thing with the Steelers, you know, um, it, it's motivating. Um, you know, there's a standard that we always like to live up to. This year we're excited about it. We've got a lot of new guys. Um, so, you know, we, we, we can't wait to, to get after it. You know, I'm over there at OTAs right now, and we're all coming together. We're all bonding with each other. You know, um, we are, we're a lot better where we are now than we were at last year. That's what I always tell people, um, and it's the truth. So, you know, just to be a part of this organization and, and, and be in position to uh, to go to playoffs and win Super Bowls, you know, um, and just to live up to that standard of winning is always, you know, something that's been a part of me, and that's something I I'm, I'm just can't wait to live up to. Yeah, that's the thing about the Steelers. It's not lip service when you talk about Super Bowls. Exactly. I mean, you look at one of the great franchises. Coach Tomlin is an ultimate winner, and – we always get to see it from afar. I actually worked for the Raiders back in the day, so I worked some Raiders Steeler games. Mm. He just seems like a great leader of men. Exactly. What what is he like? What you know? Once you see him in the locker room, and you get to be around him on a daily basis. Yeah, man. So, uh, people. Uh, well, you can see a little bit on TV, obviously, but you know him. He's he's a people's person. You know, he's a he's a players person. You know, um, I've been a, like I said, I've been to Alabama, different organization where you know it's kind of more of business. 
And don't get me wrong, it's business too with the Steelers, especially with Mike T. But, you know, he cares more about the, the peoples. It's more about, you know, the players. He's going to spend time in the locker room, crack jokes, you know, dance around and stuff like that. He wants to. He dances around? Yeah, I got videos. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike T's actually a cool ass dude. He's like, you know, he has that, that kid in him still. You know what I mean? He's, he's an Ivy League guy, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He's been around a long time, and he got kid himself, kids himself. So, yeah. you know, they keep him, I guess, kind of hip to things. You know, music and stuff come on. So, you know, his favorite music is walking the trap, take over the trap. So he'd be walking around playing that stuff, stuff, all that music. So, you know, just to be around that type of guy is, is somebody you, you, know, you really want to play for. He's a, he's, he's a great leader for us, you know. Yeah, I talk about a lot of young athletes during your time. You went through the COVID, COVID year. And it's so different, especially for baseball, how many of young baseball players lost a full year. Yeah. How your draft class coming out of Alabama, you know, I got to be around Josh Jacobs a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Raiders and Alabama, great guy. But just thinking about your you know, going through that process, hopefully we never have to do it again, but what was yeah. it? It wasn't normal what star college football players the you know the bowl game, the mm-hmm. draft stuff, it was all different because of COVID. All of it was different. So, you know, we was – um, I couldn't even go to California. You know, I, I couldn't even go back because at that time they were like, you know, it's not really safe to like go stay from to fly really. You had to be in the bubble, right? The bubble, yeah. exactly. So like, I was staying in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, and I was only time I got a train was on the field, you know, by myself. We kind of grabbed some guys, some players, but uh, you know, we was just we couldn't do nothing with the team. So the approach to the season was extremely different and difficult in a way because you know the time that you had to learn the X's and O's of football, you really didn't have that no more. And, you know, obviously we've been playing all our life, but the game changes, you know, new, you know, the new offenses come out, new defenses come. So, you know, us as a team, the bonding, that time that we need, we didn't have that. So um, actually, because it was, a, it was a great year, I chose to come back. Um, and, you know, we ended up being undefeated and I ended up being one of the best teams in Alabama history, actually. Yeah. And we ended up winning a national championship and we had the probably like our starting offense, probably all like six or seven first rounders. You know what I mean? Um, the, you know, but just us there, the, 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 the uncertainty of if we're going to have a season or not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, us training and we're thinking like, I hope we ain't doing this for no reason. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff right there, it kind of played a factor. And, um, you know, it was a lot of stuff going on too. Besides for what was the George Floyd thing, I think that happened too around that time. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of stuff going on for us to, as a team, to come together, you know, because football is the ultimate team sport, I feel like. You know, it's 11 people. You all got to come and have the same mission. You know, for us to come together – and all of us, uh, you know, we, 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 we had a, a protest um, and, you know, we, 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 made, uh, we made a change in that, you know what I mean, especially being in Alabama. Um, you know, and then we came and we did, uh, um, we won the national championship. Um, that was a special year for me. That was a special year for everybody. And, and, and we had a Heisman winner, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was an interesting year. You know what I mean? It was hard because of the COVID and all that stuff going on. But, you know, for us to come together and be undefeated, and do all the stuff that we did. I think that's a special year right there. No doubt about yeah. it. And, and playing for someone like Nick Saban, you talk about the factory, right? It's like year after year after year. Yeah. What is it like playing for him? And it still seems like there is that special bond, especially the great players still have with him when they leave. Yeah, man. So I, I get – I tell this story a lot, but me and Saban was not good friends at first. You know what I mean? We kind of butted heads a lot. Um but, you know, for me coming out there, um, you know, because everybody say, like, how the hell did you get to Alabama from, <laughs> from you know Antioch. what I mean? From Antioch. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> it's two different worlds, you know. But so what opened the door really for California people to, to come in there was um, Tosh Lupoy. He went to De La Salle. Um, and, you know, he got he, – he, he bounced around a lot, but then he got a job at Alabama. And, you know, me coming out, going to Antioch, um, you know, I made a name for myself where I was, like, one of the top 
recruits yeah. in the country. You were like um, number one, yeah, if I remember yeah, correctly. Exactly, yeah. So, um, you know, he came in and, you know, got in contact with my coaches around my sophomore year and was like, man, like, I'm trying to open the door from California to have these, you know, to, to Alabama. You know, because there's stigmatism. There's a lot of people keep saying, you know, West Coast boys can't play in the, in the South, you know, because the Pac-12 is more like um, finesse. A, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. But but football, real real football, NFL type stuff to get you ready is in the SEC, which, you know, I do agree on that. So I'm a competitor. Um, I came out there, visited. I see how they do things. I train with the I was training with the uh, the players, you know, um, um, running with them in the morning. I wake up at 6 a.m. just to kind of get a feel of what their schedule is like. Um, and, and I liked it, man. Um, and I ended up going there. Um, uh, it was a actually interesting class. It was me and then um, who else came? Two was with me. Yeah. Um, me and him came in there was roommates. But you know, like I said, me and Saban didn't hit it off at first. You know, what I mean, it was kind of different. I don't think that he was used to California people. We kind of we're kind of like you know we we don't hold stuff in a way. We kind of you know say what we feel. You know, what I mean, especially coming to the Bay Area. You know I mean, if you got something on your chest, I'm gonna say it. So you know, we kind of hit butt heads a minute, butt heads a minute. And it wasn't until like really my our junior year where we kind of understood each other in a way. You know what I mean? We understood each other. He understood the type of player I was. I understood the type of coach he was. You know, I don't want to disrespect you. By all means, you can coach me, but don't disrespect me. It's a difference. You know what I mean? So, um, man, other than that, we ended up being real, really good friends, man. So I actually seen him after I left uh, my college year. And we it was the first time, I promise, first time ever, we just sat down, talked about no football, no nothing. We were just chopping it up, man, chopping it up, talking about, you know what I mean, the whole NIL stuff, talking about all this stuff. We were just chopping it up in his office one-on-one for like 20, 30 minutes, man. Um, so then I came back again, and, then, you know, it's nothing. It's never about football now. It's about us now, you know what I mean, like, how you doing? Like, how's, how's my family? How's, how's, your, how's your wife? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's a real good relationship, and I, I think that's, that's something that, gets overseed by Coach Saban because it is all about business there, but he really do care about the players, you know what I mean? It's just he has a different way of doing it. You know what I mean? Mike T has a different way of doing it. They have a different way of doing you know, it. Everybody's different in their own ways. And, you know, the way Saban did it, you know what I mean, um, he just he just took a minute, you know what I mean? But, you know, I'm glad for the relationship. I learned a lot from him. Um, I really did I really was able to jump in my rookie year and not really had to um, learn too much or nothing was too new really in a way because Coach Saban taught me it. Um, him as a coach, a guru, you know, he's one of the guys that, you know, really elevated my game. So, he, gets, yeah. he gets you ready for the league. Exactly. For, for all sure. his years being in the league. Yeah. Hey, I know you got to get out of here. I know you got to throw out the first pitch. I'll actually see you, Steelers, Raiders, Allegiant oh, Stadium this. Yeah, I will be there for this game. Now, remember, you think you want you want a four-seam fastball. Okay. You mm-hmm. want a four-seam fastball, and you just let it go. Do not think about the game. Throw it through the catcher. Through the catcher. Through the catcher. Okay. You're throwing it through. Like you're running through a linebacker. Okay. Let it go, and you go right through him. I sound like a bet, man. That's the plan. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, we'll me. be rooting for you. Thank you, man. Great Thank stuff. You. This is a Bay Area great right here on yes, A's sir. Cast Live. What an outstanding group for you. Commander Cody doing a good job booking all these unbelievable guests. Ron Washington. Ryan Stanek and Najee Harris. We'd like to thank all of them for stopping by A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. 
that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.